You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. Michael, what's going on? Good to see you, man. To the Forging Fury. Forging Fury. Forging Fury podcast. I love this music. Pretty much the best thing I've heard all day. Thank God we got rid of that old music. What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, and on today's episode of the Forging Fury podcast, alongside my best friend, Michael Gray, we've got a guest in the building, Marvin C. What is going on, my guy? How's it going? I'm grateful and thankful for you guys having me. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to have you, man. We're actually sitting here with the member of the month uh, from CrossFit Fury. So Right, for November, <laughs> well, right? Yeah, November, mer- uh, member of the month. So it's a, it's a blessing to be in the presence of greatness. Spotlight athlete. I'm glad they brought that back. That was yes. something that... that- kind of went by the wayside there for a while Well, a lot of people i mean it just gives people an opportunity to tell their story and like you figure out so much from that little blurb yeah. and if you couldn't see marvin was literally looks like a different human on his so we've got a lot to talk about there but yeah, we'll we, definitely put up some photos to show the difference but, oh yeah but first let's just start out with some basics marvin where are you from how'd you grow up where'd you grow up just give us a brief intro well my dad was military i um, was born in munich augsburg germany Whoa, okay, didn't see that coming. Yeah, I uh, moved back to Guam after he retired. Uh, I was about like four. Grew up there most of the time until I was like of age. Did Do you know any German? No. Okay. <laughs> I do not. My dad does, though. Okay. What yeah. do you speak in Guam? Uh, Chamorro. It's called Chamorro. Is it Chamorro. just a language that people in Guam speak? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Chamorro. I mean, I mean, it's pretty modern there still, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's, sure. some people, believe it or not, would ask me, I still wear grass skirts there. Well, when we were stationed in Hawaii, that's what people thought that we wore as children. Yeah. And then my mom would send them pictures of us in grass yeah, skirts. Yeah, yeah, and they really yeah. thought that we would wear that. Yep. So what's that language like? Is it kind of like uh, Tongan or like what? Like what's it close to? Um, it's close to Spanish. Oh, a little oh, bit it's Spanish. More Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So th- there's two types. I mean, you got the ones that are like the modern one where just like you have a little like they count the same as like. Uno, dos, tres. You know, it's still the same thing. Okay. Um, but the old time, which my dad spoke, my mom couldn't even understand him sometimes, you know. So, <laughs> so or, yeah. what was it like growing up in Guam? Um, it's just like Hawaii, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, it's just like Hawaii, but, you know, um, just on a smaller scale. I brothers, mean, 20, sisters? Yeah, I got, there's nine of us. Wow. Yeah, so there's uh, seven. Not a lot to do in Guam, no. except for make babies, apparently. <laughs> we see what they were busy with. Uh, my, my, my dad used to tell friends and family that they didn't, we didn't have cable. <laughs> so, you know. But, so we made our own adult entertainment. Yes. Yeah. So where are you, of the nine, where are you? Are you towards the top, I, towards the bottom, or in the middle? I, I am number seven. Okay. I am number seven, Almost yes. a baby, but not really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's uh, seven boys and two girls. So the oldest seven one is a girl, boys. and the youngest one is, is a girl. So And then the boys are in between. So, you know, there was a lot of manpower there to take care of our uh, sisters, you know. Good. so Bless oh, yeah. their, those girls' hearts, man. Yeah. Trying to date those girls was probably pretty tough. It was pretty tough. <laughs> It was pretty tough, you know. I mean, for my the oldest one, it wasn't, you know, because you know, it's we grew up, you know, strong family oriented people, and you know, you got to respect your elders, and you know, of course, you know, what am I gonna, what are we gonna say to our sisters? Uh, and the oldest is how old, and then the youngest is how young. Uh, the oldest, I think, is about fifty, fifty three, fifty three, and then the youngest is uh, thirty four. Okay, so basically your older siblings kind of took care of the younger ones. True. Because that's yes. what happened. My my stepdad 
Tony has 11, 12 brothers and sisters. And by the time that the last one was born, the older sisters are taking care of the younger ones. And yeah. it's a it's a huge family dynamic. I mean, it, it was pretty rough. You got to have the siblings help out because two parents can't do all that. All, so all da- no. dad was military. Mom probably stayed home with the nine kids. Yeah, she worked a little, okay. you know, sideline jobs here and there. But for the most part, she she stayed home to take care of us. Well, of course. Taking care of nine kids is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Busy. Did you do a lot of surfing there? Is surfing a big thing? Surfing is, a, is not that much of a big thing. It's a lot of fishing and okay. stuff like that. Um, uh, just a lot of beach time. You know what I mean? Sounds good to me. Riley, could you point to Guam on a map, do you think? Yes. You could? Yes. Okay. Because it is technically, and, and I'm coming to you because you're my wealth of information, and maybe I, Marvin. I honestly don't think is it I a U, It's a U.S. territory? Right. I would think true. it's true. That's territory. actually true. Yes. 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 So here's my guess. <laughs> never right with those things. Yeah. Here's my guess as to where it would be, like somewhere between Hawaii and like Venezuela, like <laughs> that direction. Am I going the wrong way? Like in the Pacific, obviously. Pretty, it, it, Close enough. I mean, it's close enough. I mean, it's, it's the same as Puerto Rico. You know, it's a, a U.S. territory. So it's in between. It's it right south. Now. It's it's southwest of Hawaii. So it's pretty much southwest or west of Hawaii. So southwest. I was going southeast. Okay. So it's 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 closer to the Philippines. So it's the only between. reason why I know is that okay. I grew up. I grew up living in Hawaii, so I have kind of a familiar of that side of the map. Okay. So you you yeah so that'd be easy for you yeah you you probably be you, you know if you ask somebody to point to the map <laughs> from Guam and they'll you'll know, find Guam they'll point to it yeah. there's nothing near Guam if they asked you guys <laughs> you probably wouldn't see it so you're it's actually so small. pretty close to Japan and yeah, Japan. Australia yeah. okay yeah yeah I was going the wrong direction okay so it's 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 about I think it's about twenty seven to twenty eight miles long. North wow. to south, and it's only 32 miles east to west. Pretty small, so, so everybody knows small, everybody. everybody. Knows, yeah, <laughs> you know, everybody knows everybody's business so there. As so. a U.S. territory, how was the U.S. involved? Like, tell me how that influence works. Like, are they, was there, like, stations? I don't even yeah, know how that do, works. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there used to be an army base there, but it's no longer there. I mean, they still have one of the biggest, uh, um, not one of the biggest, but, you know, they still got the naval base there. It's pretty big. Uh, and then you got... Uh, a crucial uh, you got the crucial air force base there i mean they're the ones you know they're in between you yeah know? that's, that's so, pretty important yeah is that gonna be up by yigo or is that gonna be over by so the y is spelled like a like a j so it's it's jigo okay or like a you know like a j or g whatever yeah, but yeah. it's jigo and then you have y-o-n-a that's where i'm from that's called zonia zonia yeah Nice. I yeah, so okay. just say Zonia rules so that, you know, the peeps from Guam hear that. Yeah, you know, Zonia like, rules. Yeah. Listen, I'm not getting into any, like, territorial, like, we've learned from, from any place. Yeah. Didn't he? Unless California. I love Californians. Let me just say that for the, for the record. Yeah, so. sure. Um, so you decided at what age that you wanted to be in the military? <sighs> like, did you want to follow in your dad's footsteps? Like, is that kind of how yeah, that worked? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it worked. My brother was the first one to join, you know, my, the oldest one. Okay. You know, he was the first one to join. You know, unfortunately, he had to get out, cut it short because it was, uh, he had um, a foot injury, you know, and then I followed right after. And, um, you know, when everybody left Guam, so my, when my dad retired, we moved to Guam, he really had a second retirement from the naval, the, the, the f- federal government. Okay. And then they moved to Washington State. Like I think it was like around ninety eight or ninety nine. Wow! And, and, and then you know I was the only one who stayed with my oldest sister. Oh, you stayed in Guam. On Guam, okay. yeah. You know what I mean. So and then you know, joined the military and you know, where was your basic? 
Fort Benning. Fort Benning. Baby. And you went all about that. Oh, right? yeah. Your dad went to Fort Benning. Georgia, so. baby. You yeah. know, it's a good place. I think uh, Drew went to uh, Fort Jackson for a little bit. So he was out in South Carolina for a little bit. Um, how bad was that experience or how great was it? Um, it was, it was, it was, it was great, man. I, I actually, cause I was already mentally prepared for that. I mean, my dad. Well, when you were raised you know, like that, you yeah. just kind of have that ingrained in yeah. you. like toughen up and, you know, don't say anything and, you know. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. You know what I mean? If I can do it again, I'd do it again. You yeah. know, I, I say that all the time, but you know, it's, it, 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 you just meet all walks of life there. I mean, like people like. Do the dumbest shit there. I'm not even kidding. I mean, we had this one guy who tried to, who wasn't getting along with another dude in my squad and tried to put Brasso in his canteen. What's that? What exactly is that? Brasso. You know, Brasso, you know, you know, the Brasso you use to like polish down your weapon and stuff like that. Oh, wow. You know, and he put it. (laughs) That probably wasn't taken too well. Yeah. So, you know. Would that kill him or just make him sick? That'd probably kill him, bro. I mean, it's poisonous. Then you got like guys who are like give up their like. You know, can you do my, my, my night watch and I'll give you my M&Ms and shit? Because, <laughs> because that became, dude, that yeah. became, you know, people, you don't get to eat any it's of like that currency. stuff. Yeah. Food is currency. When you open up your, your, your. MRE. MRE, you find that in there and you're like, oh shit, I got, you yeah. know, M&Ms and all this <laughs> stuff. And people start freaking out and like, oh, who wants some M&Ms? I'll sell you for hundred. Yeah, people buying it for like 50 bucks. <laughs> I'm not, I, I swear Things, to God. Times get tough, man. I swear to God, they'll do it because you don't ever get to eat that so, stuff. So save your Halloween candy, kids, and <laughs> yeah. ship it over for 50 bucks yeah. a pop. After basic, where was your first stop? Oh, my first stop. Uh, my first stop um, was with the uh, Guamari National Guard. Okay. Yeah. So you went back to Guam. Yeah, I nice. was. I I started off with them first, and then uh, the end of my career was with the uh, was I, I got stationed over in uh, Hawaii. Oh well, at Schofield. Schofield, man, in the building, man. Who would have thought we got two Schofield barracks? Yeah, people in here. It's pretty cool. I mean, a lot changed there. When were you there? I was there, um, uh, 2012. Yeah. Okay, then, so recently. Yeah. We were there early early nineties, mid nineties. So yeah. I can imagine how different it oh, is. Oh, it's it's a lot different. Is it, it better the, or worse? It's better. Okay. They got new housing, you don't got all that asbestos <laughs> and stuff like that. Our, you know, our housing was uh let's just say I had a lot of friends that were bugs as a kid. I was like my mom would tell me I would like <laughs> they're pick still up there. the roach. Oh yeah, they're still there. <laughs> they're still there. People still live in them, but 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 they but you know, they build a lot more, yeah. you know, and uh the golf course is gone. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know, it's it's gotten a little bit bigger. I mean, um retired 2014 mm-hmm. my wife retired the same year as i did she okay you've been married retired. how long and i'm not uh, putting you on the spot uh, here but we've been married for s- five years we can five. we can edit this so. not, <laughs> no, no, you, don't, you don't have to you don't have to uh five, years. five, five years yeah we've okay. been together for eight how did you meet your wife i met her there oh in uh, in hawaii mm-hmm. okay perfect yeah um uh, i met her there um you know she helped me out of like a um depression and stuff like that from you know from ptsd mm-hmm. and all that stuff well people will come to you when you need them the most man yeah i've really seen that and, and it worked out it worked out well because you know she was going through the same thing you know um was she also military she was yeah she's retired to military what's your wife's name Janice, Janice, J- Janice. Uh, we just want to give you a special shout out. We love you. Thanks for letting us interview Marvin today. Yes, <laughs> giving up a Saturday with your with yeah. your with the beautiful husband. We appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does she so, come to the gym at all? I don't. No, no, okay. she does. She she she's um she's pretty. Uh, she has her own gym at home. That's you good. Know, so, 
Um, hey, look, if you can do it on your own, that's the yeah. That's it takes a special kind of human. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't do it on my. I have my no own. discipline, so that's why I come to the gym. Marvin is our. Uh, I would like to call him our new employee. Like when Marvin's there, like I feel like I got an extension of our our. Or like working group, like yeah, he's like he's like a, my right hand man. Initiative, you know. I, I, Marvin is the nicest guy at the eight a.m. slash nine a.m. whenever he shows up, and I remember when Marvin started coming, and I was just blown away like how nice he was. Like he was just a genuinely good dude, and with no like no ulterior motives. He's just a good dude because he's a good dude. Yeah, which is very rare these days. Like. What, what does he want? Like well, that's where my brain goes. I mean, what what do I? No, you don't. What, what I need? You no, know, well, like me. yeah, <laughs> you don't need anything from me. You can just be nice for no apparent yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, we'll see during competition if he gets mad when you no rep him. He's like, dude, <laughs> I've been nice to you for this long. And yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he can he can talk during a whole workout too. So there's like how Marvin is so fit. It's funny. I'm like, hey Marvin. He's like, hey man, how are you? He's like, well, you're in the middle of a workout right now. He's like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes hard, man. He goes out hard. of the gate. Like a stallion, man, just zipping. And you don't really slow down too much. <laughs> well, At least wow. I don't know if you do. I'm not ever up that far with you. Well, well we it, de- it depends. I mean, you know. What kind of workouts do you love? Um, I, I like more of the uh, upper body. Okay. You know, anything with the uh, body motions. I love them. You know, I mean. Like pull-ups and stuff? Yeah, like you know, like that. But if it's anything with running, you, you know me. Bro. Yeah, I'll yeah. Like so we it. found the thing he doesn't like, and that's running. I'm going to airborne but shuffle I- that shit the whole way. I'm like, <laughs> I just, I, I, there's no way I'm going to be. But running. He, but he does. He hates running. But he loves everything else. Like, I do. Yeah, I, everything I, else. I do. I, I I actually do. I mean, burpees. You know, most people hate them. Mm. I kind of. I like burpees. I'm okay with them. I've I mean? tried to accept burpees as as something I like because I have to tell myself that I like them or they'll they'll ruin me. Yes, I learned when I interviewed uh, Michael Blevins. He talked about learning to love burpees, and I've tried to. But the workout we had this week that had like 60 straight. We did what 11.4 again. Yes. I'm like, I don't want to do 60 straight. I'm sorry. Like, if it was rounds of, like, you know, 10 to 12 or whatever, I, I'm not going to complain about the burpees, but I'm like, no. Was that, was, was that the Thursday workout? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah that, was, that one was pretty fun. I liked it. You know what I mean? I didn't do it. I just like, I like, uh, the chip, I like that kind of chipper-like workout where you can kind of count down. Like, that can, high of volume? Though? I can stay focused if I know that I'm going further. Like, as I move forward, I'm doing less reps. So you do 60 straight? Like, yeah. you, you wouldn't oh, even slow I would, down? Well, another way that I would do it and and. I'd count down from 30 and then count up from 30. Yeah, I so do like, that sometimes. So just the making the numbers different in my head, I can stay in there longer. If I counted down from 60, it would be a long, long Well, day. I'm kind of different. I, I always count from 1 to 10 okay. over and over. So it's, like, <laughs> okay. it's just 10. It's just 10. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's that's what I do. Yeah. So yeah, but, what we really want to get into today, Marvin, is kind of your health journey. Like, tell us where you were. You talked about being in a little bit of depressed state. Uh, uh, getting out of the military like what was that like and kind of tell us what happened to your body after that yeah and was is crossfit new for you is this a new thing or have you done it in the past i've done it in the past but not 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 at this level okay you know it was just like one of those things that you know they implemented into the uh training it's recent they yeah they don't call it crossfit but it is yeah. crossfit yeah because they because because the you know the uh instructors have to go to you know yeah. get their um their certification mm-hmm. before they can actually teach that stuff, but they do not call it CrossFit. They call it something else, which I think is full <laughs> of shit. But you know, but well, anyway, recently they well try to we'll, we'll get to your question, but they recently changed a lot of the standards for the testing for the military. So and it's very very similar to CrossFit, like the standards and the movement. So we've actually had some people come back that are in the military. They're like, hey, I need to get my, you know, st- my life together. So I need to come back to CrossFit for these tests. Uh, but yeah, back to your story. Well, you know, after retirement and stuff like that, you know, we wanted to just uh, 
live life. You know, we had um, our daughter. She's five now. You know, but um, we both were battling from, you know, different things. Yes, you know, definitely. At least with the with the mental state and stuff like that. So when we had our daughter, my wife went through postpartum, and I'm not talking regular postpartum with depression. I'm talking like, I hate you. I don't love you. Mm. You don't love me. You know, like you don't love me, and you know it's all your fault and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, here I am battling with my stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm at the same time trying to help my wife. You know, you battle hers, and and then postpartum comes and stuff like that. And it was, you know, it was pretty rough. You know, it was hard to get her to see a therapist for it and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, screw this. You know, I just got to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? And help her out and. You know, so it went that, and then I started drinking more and just eating anything. What was your drink of choice? Uh, Pacifico or Modelo. <laughs> good. That's some good beers, man. Yeah, Pacifico or Modelo. So you're you know, just so. basically like like trying to numb the pain. Numb like, it, yeah. That's lot. pretty much what yeah. you call it, yeah. Um, numb the pain, and then, um, uh, you know, things eventually got better. You right. know what I mean? So... Um, we went to... We went and followed, you know, just last year, we went and followed my brother to uh, Virginia mm-hmm. because he was moving some stuff out there. We stayed there for a couple of months, see how it was going to go. And then, you know, if we didn't like it, we'll just move back here because I, we pro- I promised my dad I would take, he asked me to take care of my mom before he passed, you mm-hmm. know? So I was like, all right. So, you know, we'll just go out there, Virginia, follow Al out there and see if it works out. If it doesn't, we'll move back here. So of course, Janice didn't like it. You know, because it was just so muggy. You know how that is. You're from around Virginia that area. Virginia gets a little weird sometimes and cold, too. Yeah. Not and, as cold. And it'll just storm yeah. out, out, out of nowhere. You know yeah. what I mean? There's so. this thing called rainstorms out there, which you guys really would see would be crazy. Yeah. Out here in Arizona. Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we moved out there maybe like three months. And like, screw this. We moved back here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I saw see the doctor there because I was like, one night I was like super thirsty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why, why am I just, why am I thirsty? I just came from drinking so much water. Why am I so thirsty? So I went and got checked the next day. They did a blood test, came home. Because Eustace is right across the street from where, where we're at, so mm-hmm. where we're living. So I, it only took us three minutes to get home. Mm-hmm. I got home. My meal was already prepared. I was about to eat. The doctor's calling me and saying, hey, you need to get back over here now. Wow. I'm like, what, what? I'm eating. She goes, yeah, you need to stop what you're doing. You need to get over here now. So, you know, I was like, all right. I went back over there. Was, yeah, we need to shoot you with insulin because your blood sugar count is at 495. I'm wow. like, okay, what does that mean? She goes, 500 death. So you're pretty close. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so I had to, you know, was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. I was already there. You know, and I know we spoke about this before we started mm-hmm. recording, you know, and, you know, you said diabetes was knocking the door. It actually already knocked the <laughs> it door down. It kicked the door in. It already kicked it down. It was down, at the dinner you know? table already done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I uh, had to take insulin for a couple of months, you know, and then my my wife, you know, she uh, started doing her own research and stuff. And then um, she became my dietitian, wow. nutritionist and stuff like that, you know, and, and buying, getting rid of all the bad stuff. You know, and then uh, and this is before you did CrossFit, so you're just working before, on nutrition. Yeah, yeah, just working. Yeah, working on that stuff. And then um, was that hard? It was, man. It was. It was really hard. Yeah, it was. It was hard. Like cranky. I was always cranky. Well, for me, it's been a skill to try to get in the mind of people that struggle with things that I don't struggle with. Like, I mean, I've never been very heavy, so I don't like. I, I'm trying to get into that mindset and understanding people's thought process when it comes to food. 
uh, you were coping or like kind yeah. of like coping yeah. with food and then giving that up. What, what I mean, what was the mindset like during it? Like, did you know that you had to do it or you're going to die? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing was my wife told me, you know, you're no good to us if you're dead. You know, if you're, you know, so they, it, straight to it, bro. Straight, yeah, military you know, so, mindset. So, you know, I had to just take it, you know, I was like, you know what? Okay. Let's do it. You know, I, 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 I have to do this. Okay. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, coming from Guam, you know, we don't eat healthy there, dude. Like everything's carbs and carbs, red rice and barbecue chicken and ribs and steak. And oh, that sounds so good right It now. sounds so good, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, it sounds so good, but it hurts so good too. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, we, we. I had to just stick to the diet and stuff like that. And, you know, how I found CrossFit Fury was, you know, there was this fish store, this saltwater fish store at the back, you know, you know, within the vicinity of mm-hmm. CrossFit Fury. It's not, it's no longer there, mm-hmm. but they didn't last long. But um, she goes, why don't you try that? You know, why don't you go back to, you know, doing CrossFit? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. So she says, you know what we're going to do it. So she pulls in there. She gets down. This was like during. And this um, is your wife, Janice. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think this was like in December of last year. And she gets down. I don't know who it was. I think it might have been Brittany or Jessica. had given her the free punch card mm. for the holidays. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. She came out. And then February came around. The ending of February. We stopped by there. I was like, fuck. I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I need to incorporate some exercise because I'm tired of taking this insulin. You know what I mean? So pull in there. I get down. And it was funny because the first person I met there was Brittany. I said, yeah, I mean, I'm here to just try out the uh, free week. And I give her the card. She goes, uh, this was since last year. And smiled. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I feel so stupid right now. You know what I mean? She goes, why don't you just stick, in, stick around and try, you know, the 9 o'clock class? You know, and that's when I was like, I, I didn't come prepared for that you know what i mean so and, and i know the first workout you know it was an endurance day it was on a wednesday okay and uh so running is what you're saying yeah, <laughs> Your favorite, yeah, favorite yeah that, and, and i couldn't even run you know the two it was a 200 meter i couldn't even run to the end of the building without stopping bro that's how bad in shape i was so at that moment after your first workout what was your what was your thought process like what were you thinking I was thinking, shit, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I had to I had to work on my mindset to, you know, I had to overcome that. Like, I'm finding, I found a purpose. You know, I have to do this not only for myself but for my family. It would be selfish of me to just, like, throw it all away and then, you know, I'm they're left without me. You know what I mean? So... And what would you say to someone that was, I mean, we're coming up on a season in the gym where there's going to be new people coming in. There's yes. going to be people that are having the same journey that you had. Like, what would you say to them to kind of push them towards making the right decision? Um, I would tell them, you know, I mean, I mean, they probably heard everything already. But one of the things I would tell them is, you know, do, you know, of course, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Stick to it. Have a purpose. But most importantly, you know, it's easier said than done. But if you get it done, it'll be as easy as said. You know yeah. What I mean? So <laughs> the reverse engineering that yeah, statement. You know what I mean? So, it, you know, if, 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 if you just stick to that, it, it, most importantly, have a purpose for it. You know, mm-hmm. what you're there for and stuff like that. And know, what, know your why. Yeah. We and, talk about that you a know, lot. You're, you're, you know. You're, 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 you know, you compete against yourself is what you should do. That's what, that's the way I did it. I mean, I compete against myself mainly for my, for the mental part of it. You know what I mean? Like shit, this is a hard workout, but you know, then it goes back to the purpose again. You know, like I'm here 
to stay healthy and I don't want to be diabetic again. How yeah. have, how has exercise kind of, you talked about your battles with PTSD. Has the exercise, like exercising helped that as well? Oh, big time, man. Like with my sleep. What's your normal sleep routine like? Do you, how, how many hours do you sleep? Uh, before, before I used to only sleep for three to four hours and that's normal. That is normal for a lot of military people. They don't, they don't sleep. That's yeah. just like, I'm just used to that always. Because of what? Because you're stressed out? or like- Stressed out. It, it's more of like, they call this thing, it's called the fight or flight, um, you know, syndrome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, before I would have to like triple, double, triple check my doors to see if they're all locked and stuff like that. And then, you know, when it was really bad. And then, you know, I was like, you know, I got to wait for my wife to sleep. And then when the sun's coming up, okay, she'll be awake. Time for me to sleep. So it was like one man up, one man down. Like you guys are doing a, like a night watch. Yeah. And she had no idea that that's what I was doing. You know what I mean? But she understood it because she was in the military too, you know, and she was, of course, battling her own. The, pretty much the similar, mm-hmm. the same. And now better? It's a lot better. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we've, uh, we've uh, overcur- overcame a lot of adversity. I mean, a lot, dude. You're sleeping more too. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm more active. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, I still, I still suffer a little bit from it. You know, I mean, I mean, you always see me in the corner by myself. Sometimes. I, I definitely, from, from speaking with people that have been in this situation, there's never, there's not a cure. There's never there going to be, there's yeah. going to be a cure. It's, it's how you mitigate it and how do you manage? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's what you put into it. You know, I mean, he always calls me out on it. Riley, you know, he was like, oh, look at Marvin over there doing his workout all alone. Like, he was like, shut up, asshole. Like, <laughs> You're, you reason. and everyone else in the but class. Th- but that was a good thing. That thing played, you know, be- this was before the cr- before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I-, I would be over there and he would like say shit like that to me. And then yeah. when the pandemic happened, I was like, shit, this thing played out. Mm-hmm. Now I'm by the door, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where it's well ventilated and stuff like that. Now Riley can't call me out. Like, well, Heidi well, did. Heidi did one day. She goes, Marvin, what are you doing over there? Are you, are you social distancing? I was like, no, I'm getting my stuff. Just, yeah, but what are you doing in the corner well, over there? I, I think that my biggest, my biggest thing as a coach there is like I try to make everyone feel together. Yeah, like and, yeah. and from just my instincts, like seeing like if you wanted to be away from the group just a little bit, I'm like, well, he maybe doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, so like maybe I was just trying to reach out to you, make you feel comfortable. But now that I know that, you know, have your corner, man. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm that, totally that was okay the, that. It was more like the fight or flight. Yeah. that's what it was. You know what I mean? I have to look for an ex feel. Yeah, you'll uh, never face the uh, back to the door. No, never. no, yeah, so. Okay, that's what that's what it is more. Yeah, like I don't you know if you noticed that, Mike. I mean, did you ever notice? I, like, no, because you're. I feel like you're bouncing around all over the place. Yeah, and maybe that's because I've gotten to know you. more That's because he's moving so fast. That's true. <laughs> so, like, you're not naturally someone who would kind of want to be off in the corner. That's that's a part of your PTSD. Yes, yes, okay. yes. That's, well, yeah. you could. I, I could, never would have thought that would. I could walk into a room and Marvin would probably say the same. Is like you can tell who's like first responder, military, true. LEO by where they're sitting in in the building. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it'll be hard, you know, but you can, you know, when you talk to other veterans, it's a lot easier for you to, to cope. Is there, is there anything that you're doing now, like that kind of like any veterans groups or anything that you're a part of? No, I used to be really heavy on them and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but, you know, we just moved out here last year, so you know what I mean? Um, 
if, if all this stuff went happening with the pandemic mm-hmm. and everything, I probably would be. Everything is shut down, man. But so you know what I mean. But Wounded Warrior, you mm-hmm. know, shout out we, to Wounded yeah, Warrior. Yeah, we've talked about them a lot. You know, they, so they do some good stuff. Man. They're really good people. Yeah. You know, but they they take care of you and stuff like that. You know, but um, did the pandemic worsen things for you? Like, did it kind of isolate you, make you feel more lonely, or was that kind of like, ooh, I like that? No, I, I like no. Just see, like, that's that's very that's very interesting. You know, Jesus, Mike, you got some good questions. You know, sorry, <laughs> I got to talk once in a while, right? <laughs> let us know he's still <laughs> there. Acts, I'll raise my hand next time, so I, Riley will let me <laughs> let me in. But but that but you know just just it's it's pretty similar to you know being in the corner. How the pandemic came in, you know, and I'm already there, and that's a good place to be because it's well ventilated. And then plus, it's a good place for me because that's where my quick exit would be, you know, for both sides, you know. Mm-hmm. But with the pandemic, staying home and stuff like that, I'm already used to that, dude. You know, PTSD. You, you go into isolation. You know, you go into depression and all that stuff. So I'm pretty used to that. So it was like pretty easy for me actually you know what i mean for for both me and my my me and my wife so you know it, it wasn't really hard at all you know come to think of it shit mike i've never thought of now, <laughs> now yeah yeah it was really easy but you worked out at home over the pandemic like i know you took equipment a lot and marvin was stuff. uh i was do doing the, it eight times a week yeah he was doing the the zoom se- zoom calls so as marvin well. and heidi and you and that yeah. was it <laughs> no, the time, the yeah, dude, I see I, me I, walk around the back being like what's michael doing <laughs> uh he's uh, eating something <laughs> yeah he would ask yeah Six or seven people. Like it was, it was actually really. It was pretty. Cool. Heidi was, was really dedicated. When it was pretty scary. Like people didn't know what was about to happen. Yeah, and I would go to the. Uh, I would go to Kelly's workout at the park. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I would come home, twelve o'clock, do his class, the Zoom class, mm-hmm. and then I would was, do it. Yeah, train Tuesday. For the CrossFit games. No, I wasn't. I was. No, I was just trying to. You know. Stay so you still got for, what you needed to keep your spirits up in the workouts. Yeah, yes, yes. Like that. I mean, it was pretty tough because you know I hate working out by myself. You know what I mean? So I just need a little bit of that. You're the, mo- the most antisocial social person I've ever yes, met. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you describe yourself, I'm like, oh, we got the wrong Marvin. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But now, twin brother. But, but now, I mean, everyone at eight and nine, like they, t- like Marvin, like Marvin even talks to the seven a.m. class. He'll come in early and start talking to the masters and the eight a.m. Like, yeah. he's he's just a social butterfly. So, like, yeah. to hear all this stuff is 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 probably just a testament to how comfortable he feels at the gym now. Not only that, but it 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 shows how you know I've come a long way and what CrossFit has done. For, most mm-hmm. partly, what CrossFit has done for me, at least CrossFit Fury, mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, it's done a lot for me. I'm, I'm socializing a lot more. That's awesome. And I mean, I'm more energetic. Um, you know, I've always been friendly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can't take that away from me. You know <laughs> I mean? so. That's not one of the things with CrossFit, too. Like, it's one hurdle to get over just the the workout side of things. But the the socialization that people get, like, that's something people really, really need that I find interesting that CrossFit also offers. It's not even really a physical thing. It's more of a social thing. It's an hour of the day that people aren't on their phones either. Like there's one hour where we're having to deal with like social interaction and like, especially with this pandemic, it's been fun to watch people interact with people because it's their only time to interact. They go in there and like, Ooh, I get to, you know, talk to people and be be in a room and be in a space with humans. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> That's my one hour. Yep. Well, we've we've started our youth program back, and this is the only situation these kids are having with other kids. Yeah. yeah, with other kids, with the schools being online. Like, this is important. Right. Like, I don't. I I'm so toss up in the air of like what is right and what is what isn't with with the rules and stuff. But that is more important. I sorry. I'm There's, gonna say it. it's important to have that mentally. Is. Yep. There's yep. all kinds of different things you have to consider. You can't just consider 
your COVID health. That's not the only thing, only metric you measure things by. But you, I mean, that's a big thing, obviously now. But there's more to life than than even that. So Marvin, at your heaviest weight, how heavy were you? Two fifty five, man. Two fifty five. How tall are you? Yeah, how tall are you? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, hey, I don't make them do that. Because right now, if I no, was two fifty five, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I, I was the I, I was the umpalupa walking into the <laughs> fury at the beginning. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, I was two fifty five. I mean, you see the pictures up on the board. Oh, yeah. It looks Jesus. like that Marvin could have eaten this Marvin that's yeah, sitting in true. front of us now. Because yeah. I wish I was 255 right now, if I'm being honest. So, well, anyway. well, you're also... That's why I asked the height thing, not because I want to make fun of, <laughs> of him. And then now, currently? Uh, 169. Wow. Okay, yeah. so let's just... What I want to do is help help people. This is a good a good time for people to be start worrying about what they're putting in their body. Holiday season coming. What easy things did Marvin do, or did you and your wife do? Like you said, talk about getting rid of all the other like the bad stuff. Like give some. What were some success you saw with nutrition that you think people can kind of employ into life? Um. Yeah. Well, you know what I did was uh, my wife put me on a keto, fifty five fifty five to sixty percent keto. And the rest was paleo and Whole30. Okay. So what we did first was she changed butter. We used Kerrygold butter. That's candy to me, dude. She changed all the oils to just ghee oil Mm -hmm. or pure coconut oil. Uh, She just followed the the shopping list for keto and stuff like that. So, you know, if she knows I'm... If she knows I went a whole week with, like, eating, like, keto, like, doing keto food, you know, like, then she'll just throw in, like, okay, he's losing weight too quick. She'll put me on the paleo. It's like you're, you're training to, for a fight. He's like, he, yeah, right? we got to beef him up a little bit. He's got a fight coming up. Yeah, and then she'll just switch, transition me back to paleo if she sees that I'm losing like, 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 this week, she after the Wednesday workout. Were you there, Mike? Yeah, you were there the Wednesday workout. With the lunges and the wall balls yeah, and the running. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. I you did know, that I, one. I came home, and I was 168 or 167. She goes, oh, hey, this guy's losing weight too quick. <laughs> he was just 172 over away. the weekend. You know what I mean? So I was like, why is he losing weight so quick? So she she stopped, and she'd do the paleo and, like, give me my, you know, mm-hmm. like little carbs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Do so, you have a go-to cheat meal? Like, do you do you cheat a lot? No, with I do food. not. I with do not. Food. I do not cheat a lot with. I do not cheat. A lot. I have not eaten rice oh, for a while. I've been off rice for a minute too. Yeah, I, I have. In this moment in time, I'm very uh, in a good place with food. I'm not measuring or weighing or anything. I'm just eating real food, and when I'm hungry, I'll eat. And it goes back and forth. I'll go, you know, where I'm measuring and weighing and things like that. And then mm-hmm. I'll just kind of during the holidays, at, with going to school and working and my eating has been a little different. So I've just been very graceful with myself and not being super obsessed with it. Yeah. It feels good to do that, but I also enjoy being that, that dialed in. I enjoy knowing what exactly I put in. I like that. The control part of it, it makes me feel like I'm, you know, got True. my life together. Hey, you know, and that's the thing, you know, I, I, I was struggling with that in the beginning, but now I'm like, sh- well, you just, just know what it feels like. Yeah, I'll just eat some mac nuts. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, go out, you know, do the yard. Most of the time, my wife has to tell me to do it, but you know, <laughs> but it was like, oh, hey, you know, that's I, that's my go to. I got I got to go do some stay active and stuff like that instead of having to like get hungry and stuff like that. But I don't. The thing is, now I eat at five o'clock or six o'clock, and I'm not hungry. A.M. Yeah, no, oh, wow. at night. Oh, 
before <laughs> bed. Like, wow, 5 a.m. meal yeah, so time? Yeah, like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. And then I, I wake up and I just have black coffee and I won't eat until after the workout. It's like 9.30. So that's like 16 minutes or 16 hours of intermittent fasting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it works out well for me. So, And then I won't eat anything until like maybe 1. But in between, I would have like some nuts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, So basically, for the people listening, he's number one put real food into his diet yes he's talking about good healthy quality foods and he's put some intermittent fasting into his routine like those are two things very easy that you can do yeah like it's not it's not rocket science it's yeah but 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 it's hard it's 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 pretty much a mental thing i to me you know what i mean i think that's that's the struggle that everybody you know they face is, is you know trying to like man you know what i mean it's like you know it goes back to that easier said than done thing you know what i mean so um we we Dumped everything out of the fridge. We went, you know, everything had to be like all the meats had to be like my wife found this place called Thrive Market. Butcher box and shepherd meats from California. You know, everything's all grass fed, grass finished, organic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of salmon again. You know what I mean? So you got. So what happened for you to eventually get off the insulin? If we're circling back through the whole story. CrossFit Fury, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot and of exercise. And you, you went know. to the doctor and they said, hey, you don't have to take this anymore? Yes. Wow. You know, but that but, was a but, cool day. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, was, it was the best day. I mean, it was a, first it was, the, you know, it was the diet, of course, you know. Uh, and then it was when I joined CrossFit Fury, that just sped up the process for me to get, you know, to break through this. You know what I mean? It was super. I mean, it's like, man, it, you know, to all you people out there who, you know, if you're pre-diabetic, you know, it's the worst thing to be diabetic, diet, you know, because you get so tired out of nowhere. You can't even walk up, mm. a, you know, a small flight of steps without breathing hard and stuff. Like that. And you're not that big. You know what I mean? So, you know, well, in my case, I was big, 255, Oompa Loompa big. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, it's, um, you know, um, you just got to stick to it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, like I said, you know, you got to have a purpose. You know, if you really want to stay that heavy, it's up to you. If you really want to be tired all day, that's up to you too. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, let's talk about your daughter, if you if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. How yeah. she said she's five. Yeah, so you know, um, uh, she she played a you know a major role too in my journey. You know, because true story is, if if I were to pick up, you know, like oh, man, there's like a cookie there, but it's an actual. She doesn't know that it's. You know, it's an organic cookie or something to save to eat. I'll only eat like half of it. So, Dad, that you're not supposed to eat that. It's not good for your blood sugar. <laughs> so, you know, our kids grow up, you know, the way, you know, the way we, we raise them, you know, and they hear everything that you say and they're probably going to repeat it. And my she, she hears my wife tell me that sometimes on the first part of my journey. So she would repeat it to me. You're not supposed to eat that. It's not good for your blood sugar and da da da. And my wife is, you know, she even Jesus Christ, she even gets mad at me when I forget to turn off the light in the closet and tells me <laughs> your, I need to your save wife energy. Trained her well. Yeah, she said I need to save energy and you know, <laughs> and I should turn off the light. So you know, um, she's you know she's five. Um, she's uh, the only child living with us. You know, she you know I don't know if I already ex- told you before at the gym. You know, offline. You know that she. Um, uh, we have two other older kids. Mm-hmm. One's 24, the other one's 26. Wow. Know? And where do they live? Um, Darren, the tw- he's 24. He lives in Peoria. He goes to GCU. They nice. supposed to be graduating this year if they didn't get screwed up from the pandemic. You mm-hmm. know, uh, he's, doing, he's trying to do uh, physical therapy, and I think he's trying to get into sports medicine. Nice. And then uh, um, 
Daniel, who's the oldest one, he's 26. He's stationed at Fort Carson. He joined the Army. Wow. He told us that college wasn't for him after he had already been Got in there. Loans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. You know, he, he used my wife's GI Bill, and then, you know, mm. he crashed that, and then we had to pay that back. So he said, you know, why didn't you just tell us? You, you know what I mean? But, you, know you know what I find interesting is uh, you look at Marvin, you wouldn't think he has got a 24-year-old kid out there because mm-hmm. he looks 24 himself. So well, when he, he thinks, Mike. When you told young. me, what do you say, you're 42? Is that right? 41. Yeah, 41. come on, man. Yeah, when you told me that, I was like, my 40s, 40s, man. And it's like, don't, don't lie, dude. Is that in kilos? What's happening yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be even heavier. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, older. But, um, yeah, so um, they're okay. I mean, uh, you know, Darren, he was the last one to leave the nest, you know, out of the two boys. You know, my wife had a talk with him and told him, hey, him and my niece, you know, her his cousin, you know, and told him, you know, you guys, what do you guys can do with your life? And, you know, you got all the tools, you know, to mm-hmm. live life on your own. I mean, you can use dad's GI bill and da, da, da. And he took it literally and he moved out, got his own place. And yeah, I haven't talked to him for a while. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause I just want to, you know, my wife used to tell them when they, when they were like 18 and 19, you know, like let them be young and make mistakes so they can learn from it. You know what I mean? So the hard, the tough love type. Well, you know? I was definitely that way too. I mean, we've all made mistakes and I think, that that's what makes you learn and like i think sometimes it's hard for me to speak on parenting because i'm not a parent but my mom let me make a lot of mistakes she let, she she could have not like been a little bit too close but she was like well you're gonna have to figure it out so she definitely i made a lot of mistakes and i feel like you gotta have those you, you, i i think so too man you know at first i didn't agree with her mm. you know what i mean but i was like was All like, right. why would you want your kids to make a mistake? Especially, yeah. like, if you can help them not make that mistake, why wouldn't you stop them? Yeah. I mean. What do you think, Michael, as a, as a dad? I'm kind of the guy that is on, in the camp of let them make mistakes. But when they start making mistakes and they keep making the same mistakes over and over again, you're kind of like, at what point do I need to jump in and be like, these mistakes need to stop yeah. and you need to turn it around to be like this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, my oldest is 12. I've got a 7-year-old and a soon-to-be 5-year-old. So, I'm not far enough down that line to see the whole picture. I would like them to be able to learn from their mistakes, but like, what do you do when they don't learn? You're yeah. kind of like, time to start learning this lesson, buddy. You know, that well, kind of thing. Well, I'm still learning the same lesson. I'm, I'm still making mistakes. I, I don't know when's the last time you guys made a mistake, but you know, we're, I mean, we're, we're grown ass yeah. men and still making mistakes. Everybody so. still makes mistakes. I, I just think that, you know, the kids these days are, you know, compared to, you know, um, back I'm, in I'm, my day, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was going to, just say, Mike, you know what we're talking about. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> he might be younger than me, and I don't, you know, I don't want to put him out there. Let's but pick on Michael as much as we can. I'm old. Go for it. Yeah, but you know, you, you know, let's be honest here. You know, back in the day, like in my time, you know, I'm going to speak for myself. You know, it, we used to get our ass mad. We used to get paddled in school if you were bad. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever got that. Michael, school never did it, but my parents yeah gave you know what I mean? but now you can't even do that you you know cps get you get called cps they'll call cps on you and you get arrested you know and da, 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 da. but i'm pretty sure you know i it it's, it's a lot different like kids these days want things handed to them they automatically think that everything is you know mm-hmm. gonna be there on a platter you know what i mean but you know back then you know that's what makes you more of a wise person to me in my opinion you know and and you know for the, for for us, it, for me actually, and my, and my family, my siblings, you know, we were very respectful because of that. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's it, it's tough love. I was know? talking about this with some members the other day. It's like, you want to have to have a life for your kids that you didn't have. 
but the yeah. things that you didn't have made you who you were. Yes, true. Right. It's a crazy continuum. You yep. want that. You want your kids to have adversity because they can develop traits that are true. make them yeah. successful. Pretty much. But I don't want my kids to worry about the same thing that I was worried about. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. But then how did they learn? Right. Well, I'm looking for you for answers, but I, mean, I don't think there is one. Another thing you have to consider is just the personality of the kid. I, like, like if I'm talking about Harrison, Harrison is not someone I've even figured out yet, right? Some kids will respond to, hey, I'm learning my lesson, that type of thing right off the bat. Some just take longer, and I, you, you just don't even know. Because you, if you got three kids, you got three different patterns of raising them, and that's the hard thing, I, I think, that really gets to me. But I think adversity causes maturity, and maturity causes you know, wisdom a yeah, lot of true. times. Yep. Still, totally I'm still learning. Yeah. Yeah. Still learning. Well, I talk to my mom about it all the time is we had this, me and my sister had the same mom raised us pretty much. And she's got two different, completely like different kids. My sister is completely different than me, but we had the same mom. That's like, we, we come together at this point. Right. But she's made two completely different children. Yeah. Different personalities, different lifestyle, different everything. But we all, but what was it that formed us to be different? That's what I've, I think you think experiences or well, you being a man and she being a woman would be one thing that I think would be a huge difference. Definitely. It'd be interesting if like you had a twin brother, like how would you and your twin brother have turned out if that would be a really interesting experiment to see. I don't have any twins in my family. We should ask Frankie if his you have twins in your family. Brother. Well, my dad's brothers. Yeah. My dad's brother is a twin. He had twins. Uh-oh. His twins had twins. So you thought you might have twins. Well, I hope not. Does anyone, your brothers and sisters have twins? No. Oh, no. Wow. What about no no twins in your family, Michael? Um, no, I think twins. I would love to have twins. I don't know. I just think it's really cool. Well, you know, for me, I would say like three of my brown brothers because some of them are light. <laughs> I would say those are my twins because there's nine of us. You know what I mean? So that it's triplets actually. Because like three of us are brown and we all look the same. So you know, I, I and we're not so far apart. Do you visit Guam often? No, the last time I was there was in 2014, and I, you know it's. Especially now, you go to Guam. Now you you get quarantined for fourteen days. It's a, it's a mandatory thing. But it's in a getting, nice hotel on the beach. So what? But you actually can't leave your room. Are they getting uh, are they getting hard, uh, hit hard with the virus? Well, there's only like a thousand cases over there. There's only about like three hundred thousand people there that live there. Maybe even less. I don't know. So they say the people that are most risk are people with. Uh, health issues yeah. and you spoke that people aren't very healthy over there. I just was wondering how that worked. Um, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Yep. Uh, I mean, nobody there. I mean, everybody wants to talk about, you know, especially I'm not going to put Guam under the bus, you know what I mean? But it's my peeps, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they all know the truth, you know. We, we, we don't eat healthy over there and stuff for like that, you know. But, you know, but I, what I will tell you is they will listen. You know what I mean? If you tell me, hey, you guys, everybody stay at home and stuff like that. They will listen. You know what well, I mean? what you're speaking with earlier about your daughter, like your daughter watching you now, like that's how you break the cycle. Yeah. Is that you living a healthy lifestyle, eating the good foods. I, 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 don't remember, I, I don't know if you remember when we did the Zoom and she was, uh, we were Watching, doing, yeah, the, the she burpees. Was, she was doing the burpees too. She likes to do the burpees and she likes to do push-ups. You know what I mean? And then uh, now I'm trying to like just do some uh, – I'm try- practicing my double unders and stuff like that. So, you know, that's one of my well, that's goals. Well, how, that's how you change. I think we look at these big world problems and we forget that what we do at home or what we do with our family, what we do in our community, that's how we can kind of have a ripple effect and change it. So well, and, it starts and, there with your kids. And Yeah, and doing it rather than talking about it. Yeah. That's really the biggest thing. 
Yeah, you want to veer away from the procrastination, you know what I mean? And just actually put some action into that stuff, you know? So do Mar- it to it. Marvin, do you have any 2021 goals? Like, what are you looking big picture? Fitness uh, goals, life goals, anything on the horizon? No, my 2021 goals, I, I think it's to reach 165. That's you're not goal. too far off of that. No, but uh, where's it end? Do we are we going to eventually get a s- small and then try to get big again? Like no, get no, 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 no. I I'm, so my goal is to get to one sixty five and stay there. Mm-hmm. That my you know I mean I I taking it seriously. I mean I you know I'm a regular over at you know, <laughs> Monday to Friday. Well, we got to kick you, know, you out so, usually. You know time. I mean? but, like Marvin, we're closing down. He's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. <no. laughs> hey, if you're working on double unders, I got some good double under workouts for sure. you, and I could definitely use some. Uh, refreshers so maybe we'll uh, do some extra work after classes and uh yeah double unders it's it's a it's a crazy thing to watch with double unders because some people get it instantly and then it, sometimes it's a like a it, it's a thing that no one ever gets yeah i mean i well, i'm not going full on practicing practicing you know you know i'm i need to you know, I need, <laughs> starting nicole Monday. nicole you know when the last time i seen her was like three weeks ago or maybe a month ago she was like you got to start. I'm going to give you two weeks to learn this. And I was like, I'll give you the next Thursday when she does the class. And I'm like, shit, I don't, I still don't know how to do it. <laughs> she's like, Nicole's going to ask me what's wrong. But she's not here. <laughs> and I haven't seen her since then. So, you know, it was, it worked out pretty well. You know, I was like, sorry, Nicole. You know, I did not, you know, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I, did, I didn't conquer. We're starting Monday. You and not me. Yeah. All right. After, I mean, after do, the class. Do, do you, you can do it too, or <laughs> I'm not real good at it. He'll and throw his rope across the gym three times during a double under workout. <laughs> There's listen, I, I generally control my anger. Okay. But double unders, the reason I hate them so much is because when you screw it up, you get punished for it. <laughs> and that's feedback. what I hate. Cause you're, you're upset cause you've, you tripped up, but then you're upset because your legs and arms are bleeding from all the all the rope whips. So yeah. that just is an insult insult to injuries. So. Slager the other day during a workout, he uh, threw his rope up over the piping. That's like his? the vents. I yeah. saw that. Someone, he just threw it and it got hooked over the vents. Was so, he mad? Yeah, he was, I think he was. Pretty, I don't think you throw your rope like that if you're happy, but. That's funny because he does not. Someone see, got it down though. I don't. I know. don't feel like he gets mad very often. So why he must it, be hanging around me too much? Why is it double unders that make people so angry? Because they hurt when you <laughs> screw it up. Well, I don't know about getting hurt. <laughs> She's like, man, you're doing that wrong. Like, oh, Marvin's right. like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. I worked on it long, to the point where I could get fifty straight, which for me was huge. Because I'm I'm a pretty big guy, and big guys don't jump rope that well. At least not with that attitude. Not with that attitude. <laughs> but like, I couldn't do fifty straight. Now I'd be lucky if I got. Like fifteen is about all I'm getting, and right then he'll now. throw the rope. Yeah, I, I would love to see your strategy. I, I would like Listen, love to know your you strategy, to- Mike. <laughs> Sometime, okay, it's not good to throw the rope. It's not a good image. I just feel bad when the rope bounces and hits somebody after I throw it. Well, that makes me feel. You got to be mindful of that. We like to end these episodes, Marvin, with like a quote or just like some w- words of wisdom that you want to give people that hear this. Um, I don't it doesn't know. have to be super in depth. It can just be something from the heart, man. I don't have any famous quotes to say, but I do have a couple of things to say to end the segment. I just like to say thank you to you and Mike for having me on the show. I love you guys. Thank you to my wife for her support and cleaning up my health. Thank you to my mom, my family for their support as well. Thank you to the members for motivating me and keeping me motivated. And thank you to the coaches. You guys played a huge role with my journey to better health. And thank you to Fury for opening up your doors to me. They say in marriage in sickness and in health for me it's in fitness and in health and i'll be there for as long as my body allows me to 
and uh, thank you. I love you guys. All, All right. right. Well, we loved having you on, Marvin. Thanks for coming on a Saturday. Thanks for having to hang me. I'm grateful. I think that's great. It went great, dude. dude man, I was super nervous. <laughs> Everyone always is. But I, I honestly thought you guys were going to attack me. Dude. No like, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know hey, I mean? dude, you're not from California. You're cool. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. We got to cut that out. Cut that oh, out. Man. He ain't going to cut it out. <laughs> no, you know come that. on. I love all people. Well, yeah. thank you, Marvin, man. We appreciate you.